0: What's up, everybody? Welcome into this week's episode of All the Best Things. In the episode, I sit down with a good friend of mine, Kyle Rutley, to discuss business development, marketing, uh, taking your taking your business, whatever it may be, whether it's a service industry business or a product-driven business. How do you take it to the next level? That question and more are answered in this week's episode. I hope you guys like it. He gives us some great insight into uh, our local economy, our, our local uh, businesses, and how and how he's helping them uh change the way they go about business in 2021 as as all things have changed so too has business and uh, i hope you guys get a little something out of this so with that said uh do us a favor this podcast relies on you guys to help it grow so share it with your friends share it with your family tell them to check out the all the best things pod on spotify iheart radio and apple podcasts we're on youtube as well Videos coming shortly uh if you guys can just show us some love take this thing to the next level that helps, uh, that helps the pod. So if you subscribe to the channel uh, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you too will get not only this podcast, but also my friend and I, Dan, sit down weekly and just BS back and forth about random things. And I think you guys will find that a little bit entertaining, whimsical, funny, and uh, frankly hilarious. So you get both podcasts on the same network, part of the BST family of podcasts. I'm so glad that I can bring you guys this stuff on a weekly basis, and uh, I'm very thankful for your support week in and week out. With that said, let's take you into my discussion with Kyle Rutley. Hey, today. Yeah, thanks so much. I, uh, I'm privileged to be a two timer
1: coming coming on uh, twice yeah. on your podcast. So yeah, thank less
0: you. less than I would say five people have been on two times. I think I've had three people on. So you're the uh, exclusive company, if you will. I like it. Uh, well, let's dive right into things. Uh, it's been crazy, obviously, for the last calendar year. Um, what are some business tips you can share with someone watching or someone listening? Uh, maybe they were struggling through this last year. Maybe they were, business obviously changed the way the, the landscape of business changed. So what have you done with your company and, and helping other companies kind of level the playing field, if you will?
1: Well, as, as of, um, you know, March of last year, you know, uh, based on our company, we're primarily in Idaho. We have other um, brands that we market for in different uh, parts of the U.S. So what we did was we banded together um, and took the week to reassess. And so we decided, you know, the best um, action is uh, proactivity. And so we decided to come up with a plan do a webinar and really help those people that were in need, like manage their marketing and their business through the pandemic. Right, right. Through consistency. And I think that was really something that a lot of people um, weren't sure about especially during the pandemic they were like oh maybe we should like pull back or maybe we should right. just pause mm-hmm. and then now we're seeing that reinsurgence kind of people coming back into it nice. stuff like that and so um our recommendation was to weather the storm and keep on plowing through yeah
0: yeah and um you work with a number of different companies as far as the style of business they do right so what, what may be the same for you and one of the companies you work with might not be the same tactic you take with another company, is that right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So like, for instance, like we had a gym in um, just the outside skirts of Spokane. Okay. And one of the things that you know, that worked for them was having an outside tent that they could have gym equipment in. Oh, yeah. And so, and then other you know, gyms and other people you know, had um, outside resources or went virtual Um, We did, you know, online e-learning courses, all sorts of different like um, marketing tactics in order to keep them in business and keep revenue flowing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you guys obviously weren't expecting a a pandemic to hit just like nobody else was. But how has it changed kind of the way you guys personally go about business? I mean, you've had to come up with these ideas to continue uh, maybe a fresh way or a fresh style of marketing for a variety of different companies but how have you guys been able to kind of stay on top of your game while
1: while everything's going on well one of the nice things about our company is we actually uh most of us work remote and so we've actually kind of <clears throat> had this um virtual um you know work space already in in place mm-hmm. and so it's a little bit second nature for us to be able to kind of walk into the pandemic and then kind of engineer um, different marketing strategies for our different clients. Yeah. And so it was, um, and now it's standard operating procedure for most businesses to have virtual um, resources and virtual calls and virtual live streams and all sorts of different um, online resources.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I have a buddy that's a corporate accountant down in Boise and their company, rents this like they rent like 15 floors of this building down in downtown Boise and when the pandemic hit like they sent everyone home everyone was working from home and in my mind I was like this secretly could actually be saving companies like that where they have so much infrastructure in place where they can already easily transition to online you know and and remote as you said I'm like maybe Secretly, this was a, a good thing for people to reassess the way they do business and the way that their company operates on a day to day basis. So, you know, yeah. one,
1: one of the things that we saw too was, um, actually kind of like being that voice or sorry, being that, um, that ear that someone mm-hmm. can talk to right? especially like with working at home. A lot of these businesses that we work with were very unsure on how to work and then have their kids and their dogs and Mm -hmm. everything kind of like um, and then being pent up in in house and like learning how to work from home and and so I was able to share a little bit about my background because I worked two years from home Mm -hmm. and then once the pandemic hit I went to an office and so I kind of did the flip-flop a little bit and so Mm -hmm. I was able to just really just listen to a lot of people and their frustration and their uh, anxiety and like things like that and then just give just a little bit of advice here and there so yeah
0: nice nice uh switching gears a little bit have you been keeping up on on gonzaga when they're running march madness so yeah so
1: gonzaga is definitely a team to be reckoned with yeah
0: yeah it's crazy because uh, little spokane right and in terms of like the big scheme of things, Spokane's a small town still, and to have a private school that's even smaller than a lot of the, the state-run schools in the state get as far as they can. It's, I mean, it's not a Cinderella story anymore because they've been good for years and years now, but... It's kind of cool though that they're getting national recognition and stuff. So
1: having blowouts and their
0: brand awareness has <laughs> skyrocketed. If you if you could say that, so
1: I think a lot of people from um, <laughs> other states will want to be a Zag now. Yeah,
0: now they're going to want to go to Gonzaga. So that's cool. That's cool. Um, how do you personally separate your time spent at work and your personal time? Because it's so important in 2020. If one thing we've all realized, you know, self care is maybe more important than working your life away grinding away 60 80 100 hours a week right so what are you doing to separate personal and and the business side of things
1: yeah so that's actually a good a good question there jake because it's it's a work in balance it's true it's (laughs) true a lot of times you know things start to bleed over and you have to reassess where you're at and so for me i live and breathe my calendar and Mm -hmm. so if it's not on the calendar or my punch list it's not getting done, right? And so and I leave work at home, and that's one of the, the nice things for me. Like working in an office, we're you know filming this in my office mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. and being away from the house, then I can actually like have that a little bit of a commute back to my house, and kind of defrag a little bit, right, and then kind of move on. And so things that I really enjoy is I really enjoy the travel time that I have, mm-hmm. and so I listen to podcasts, listen to Audible books, all sorts of yeah. stuff like that. And so it's it's separating and kind of compartmentalizing your work, your personal life, your family life, and all you know those different brackets.
0: Right, because I know personally, I honestly didn't even get into podcasts, uh, not just doing it for myself, but listening to them until maybe two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago. And I always found that I was trying to listen to like, improving you know like self-help type stuff you know uh nothing against them because I still listen to them all the time but like the Tony Robbins of the world and and those kind of guys you know like Jocko and and them it's all mindset stuff it's all but like even that even though you're just sitting in your car or you're sitting in your office and you're listening to that I'm like to me that's still considered work a little bit you're working to improve yourself but it's still like I don't know. To me, it's you can separate from that by listening to other forms of podcasting too. It doesn't always have to be like, I'm always trying to improve because we, you, yes, you are always trying to improve, but it's not, I don't know. It, like you said, it's compartmentalizing things. So when you're at work, have a podcast on in the background where they're talking about improving this or, or like a coaching style thing where they're telling you, this is how you can improve your business in five easy steps or whatever it may be. But recently, I found that, I don't know if you've heard of it or not, uh, shout out to the last podcast on the left. So it's like a murder mystery podcast, but they make it fun in like a comedy skit almost. And it's it's weird because it, it's hard to explain. But to me, that's how you kind of, you just separate yourself from work. So if I'm listening to that podcast, like I'm not trying to think of ways to better improve my business. I'm not trying to think of the most efficient way to spend my time at that very moment. So much like people listen to music or movie, watch movies or whatever it may be, watch Netflix until the sun comes up. Um, that's kind of what I do. I, I consider podcasting when I'm doing it. This is fun to me right now, what we're doing. Yeah. I don't feel like it's work. So I don't really consider this work. But... Um, I think is, you hit it right on the, on the head when you said compartmentalize things. Make sure that you have what you need to do done in the day before you stray off course. I think that's where a lot of people struggle too with their whole calendar and setting that thing up. I never was the most organized person until you get busier. And then when you get busier, you notice it's more important to have... Uh, this is my uh, task number one, task number two, task number three throughout the day. So
1: and something too, Jake, is <clears throat> I really realized um, I've kind of bracketed into three different buckets, mm-hmm. um, learning and filling into me as a person. So it's you know the IQ, the EQ, and the SQ. Mm-hmm. So it's IQ, um, you know, mental aspects. So you're learning self-improvement stuff like that your emotional intelligence so how you're doing being self-aware making sure that you're actually like your tank is full or it's empty how you can readjust and refill it and then your spiritual side so making sure you know that that's that tank is full as Mm -hmm. well and having all three of those in, in balance or at least filling into each other and that's how I listen to podcasts too is you know, the iq eq and sq all three of those and so it's not just one unilateral you know, learning tool and so it doesn't just feel like work but it's then it's like across the board and mm-hmm. it becomes a little more well balanced
0: right right i love it i love it um what do you find yourself doing in your free time i know that you're a busy guy and you're always working and you're always kind of like on on to the next thing and you have like you said you you separate work from from personal life a lot but how are you spending your personal life people people want to know this is an important question
1: <laughs> so one one of the things that i learned um, that kind of relaxes me mm-hmm. is actually building Lego sets okay and so it sounds super nerdy. I love Legos. <laughs> okay. I love Legos. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. good company then. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. What are you are do you let me ask you this? Are you building the like pre made, you can go to the store and it like shows you how to make this super intricate spaceship or are you just like freestyling making your own stuff?
1: Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. A bit of both. Okay. And I, I find for me it kind of quiets my mind having yeah. a little bit of a tactile function Mm -hmm. and then the other thing that i do too is i love planning stuff for my kids okay and so i have them several times a week and so for me i like to plan the whole day and activities and things and so because they're they're two and four and so they're very active and so you have to kind of like have one thing after another in order to <laughs> right. keep them going. Right.
0: You gotta keep them, they're keeping you on your toes, so you have to keep them on their toes at the same time. That's right, right. that's right. right. <laughs> I don't have kids yet, so I don't know anything about parenting. If you're coming to this podcast for parenting tips, you've come to the wrong place, but I appreciate you sharing that. Maybe I'll have to jot it down in my uh, notes. For future for reference. For future reference, <laughs> right. exactly, exactly. So um, the, weather's, the weather's coming around in town here. Uh, Getting away from work can be as simple as just taking a walk outside, right? How important is it for people just mentally, for clarity, you know, physically? There's so many people that have been confined to the space in their house and stuff. How do you think physically people have been forced to adjust, if you will, to maybe working from home all the time? Or how do they, how do they both mentally and physically stay on top of things while, while everything seems to be changing around them? Well, I think
1: a lot, a lot during the pandemic, we mm-hmm. realized we have to quarantine. And so really our, you know, whole trips were to the grocery store, the gas station and, you know, back home. Yeah. And so a lot of us didn't actually venture out into, you know, the community, uh, try to be, you know, socially distanced and respectful for other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, it really brought to light, it kind of surfaced a lot of Our anxiety, our personal um, baggage that we have, and the fact that we actually do need nature in order for us to kind of relax and kind of rebalance. And this sounds a little bit ethereal, Mm -hmm. but it's really a practical key in really keeping balance in your own life. Yeah. I mean, just you you need the vitamin D from the sunlight in order for you to have those, you know, the happy, you know. (laughs) happy feelings right you now right and so staying a little bit active you know going on hikes that's also socially distanced i don't know what part you're listening to in the country but you know yes. some areas are still a little bit on lockdown and mm-hmm. you know you can still definitely get out and enjoy the elements yeah you know?
0: yeah definitely um let me let's let's roll it back a little bit uh this is kind of breaking it down to the bare bones but if someone was to let me just flat out ask is now a good time if someone's been kicking around the idea of launching a particular business is is now a time that you would say yes go all in or is it like hold on you know um ride the wave if you will see what the how rough the waters are and then wait for your opportunity where are you at with with that stance there
1: well it's kind of it's it's a little bit twofold because one you want to make sure that the business is going to be Um, valuable to Mm -hmm. the consumer and so understanding what um, you're offering Mm -hmm. and what are the pros and cons of it before you even venture that's kind of like business 101 Mm -hmm. so knocking down all the barriers uh, and expectancies of what you could do and what you cannot do Mm -hmm. in the business um, that's that's with or without a pandemic right and so on the flip side of this you know the the best time to plant a tree is really 10 years ago mm-hmm. and today and so if you have an idea you should go after it yeah. but then use the practical step of you know the pros and cons list right. to make sure that it's a viable business
0: does it, would it have anything uh, would you give the same advice to both someone who's uh, a service based business or maybe a product based business does that differ between the two or would you give the same advice to both
1: Uh, i would give the same advice for both because i think it's pretty universal across the board because um we as people in the service industry Mm -hmm. because you and i are really just in the service industry Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. have to bring value to our consumers to our clients to our customers and so if we're not doing that and we're just coming up with another product another service-based business then it's gonna be white noise. Yeah. And it's really probably not gonna last a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years right. down the road. And so you have to think of the long term and the effects on your life.
0: Right, right. And let, let's kinda of snake off of that one a little bit. What, what about, like let's say you're a service provider of some kind, whether you're, a, like myself, a personal trainer, a fitness coach, or you're doing what you do and, and you're providing advertising and, and marketing for companies and things like that. Is, there, is it feasible to both be a service provider and have another revenue stream where you're providing a product to somebody? Let's say, like for instance, if this podcast grew enough and I had t-shirts made, mm-hmm. is that, can, you, can you navigate the waters of both a product and a service base in, in today's economy?
1: Absolutely. absolutely. But um, I think one of the aspects to that is you need to be an authority or have some kind of baseline um, know-how of your consumers or your audience know who you are in order for your product to be successful in with your service.
0: Is there any value in being what, what the kids today call an influencer? Is there any value, uh, influencer is a relatively new term, but there's always been people that have had more of, I would say more ground to stand on to provide a product or what, whatever it may be to someone. Is there value in becoming an influencer in today's world, whether it be on Instagram, whether you're trending on Twitter, whether I mean, is there, is there money in that?
1: Um, yes and no. So okay. it really depends on um, what kind of influence you are. And if you're a micro or a macro influencer, so a macro influencer, micro influencer, excuse me, is 10,000, 100,000, you know, in that mm-hmm. ballpark. Mm-hmm. And then um, macro is the larger yeah. um, influencer. And so for a lot of these, we, you know, <laughs> we grew up in a different time In mm-hmm. fact if it took grit to get to that um, that that place, that right. platform, right. and now it's kind of a little bit easier to um, elevate mm-hmm. to that platform. Down, yeah. And so, I think that there is a place for influencers mm-hmm. and for your product, for your service. It's just finding the right influencer for you, right? And if it makes sense for your business, right?
0: And let's say I have a product that I want to sell, does it make monetary sense at all to reach out to an influence, influencer to maybe promote that said product? Or is that just, that's how the influencers make their money, right? Is these companies reach out to them and they say, hey, you have two million followers on Instagram. Will you promote our our shaker cup? Whatever it may be, right? We have this revolutionary idea that this shaker cup can mix your ingredients in it itself. You just push this button and it's got a little blender built in. Will you promote this? Is, is that cost effective or is it, does it make more sense long term to develop a plan, you know, a, a plan of action where you're on a mission, you're, you're consistent, you're doing the same thing, whether you're promoting on social media or not, which, which has longer term, I guess, positivity for your business? Can you
1: just ask a harder question? <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: That was a, a <clears throat> mouthful and I tried to get it out, but it was like spinning around in my head. So, so let, let's, let's rephrase it. Okay. <laughs> um, is, it, is it a better long-term result to pay an influencer to promote your product or is it better to keep your head down and, and organically grow through consistency, through just word of mouth, things like that?
1: So what we believe in weak media is mm-hmm. um, acquisition and retention. Okay. And so retention would be the organic and acquisition would be the acquired, the new thing. So that would be like the influencer. Mm-hmm. But you have to think of two things. So the first thing is, A, is your infrastructure able to handle um, the new acquisition, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. B, what is your end goal? Yeah. So, is your end goal to make a million dollars? Is your end goal to help a million people? What is your end goal? Right. And is your infrastructure set for in alignment with that goal? Right. And so, I think a lot of times people are, you know, they're kind of thinking uh, ahead, mm-hmm. and maybe they have the goal, maybe they don't, and they don't have the infrastructure, or we'll say in. Reference to your Mm -hmm. t-shirts not the inventory and then there's a demand for the inventory, right? And then they can't keep up with it because of the infrastructure. So I think it's twofold Understanding, you know reverse engineering this whole process Mm -hmm. Um, what is your goal is my infrastructure set and What makes sense for new acquisition Mm -hmm. and how can I keep retention?
0: Gotcha Gotcha, and you just, you just brought it up actually. It led perfectly into my next question. How important is goal setting to leveling up your business? I mean, is it something you do personally and business related or is it, I mean, does it matter in the long run? What is, what is your opinion and, and kind of expertise there?
1: Yeah, so I think goal setting is huge, especially mm-hmm. in um, today's business uh, climate. Mm-hmm. And so like setting small goals, so whether it's you know, weekly goals, whether it's quarterly goals it's setting those benchmarks in order for you to actually know the metrics right. of growth in your business in your personal life as well yeah. and so like for instance i use my zone which is a heart rate tracker mm-hmm. and that's like one of the main reasons why i work out mm-hmm. is to because see those I, numbers pop up exactly yeah. <laughs> love, love to see it. those stats so i'm i'm very like stat driven mm-hmm. And so I try to, like, uh, maintain my goals. Like, for instance, um, let's see, it was the end of the month, so it was, it was March 31st, mm-hmm. and I was 75 points away from hitting my monthly target, and I, so I had to do a double workout that day. In oh, order to no. Get, <laughs> you know.
0: Everybody's worst nightmare. That's right. I know. Oh, man. Well, um, let, me, let me ask you this, uh, kind of on the goal setting thing, this is where I find I have the most trouble goal setting is, you said, you know, find a short-term goal, maybe a medium-term goal, and a long-term goal. I get hung up on the fact that uh, maybe something that I think is a short-term goal a goal that I should have done relatively quickly is more likely a long-term goal. How do you differentiate between something that you think takes a short amount of time and something that actually is a short amount of time to, to achieve?
1: Well, I think it really depends on you and your business. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, you feel like something is going to be a little bit longer, put it on that long-term goal, Right. you know, kind of assess, you know, certain things take longer. Yeah. And I think the really big thing that I do want to point out too is give yourself a little bit of grace mm-hmm. in this, that if you didn't hit your goal, it's not an an end all. Right. at all. It's, it's literally... You didn't quite me- measure up, but why? And right. reassess why that was. Was it time? Was it <clears throat> too much work? Was it not on the calendar? Did you not like help yourself to success? Right. And so kind of like understanding those in order to set yourself up for success.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, again, that's kind of where I, I falter. I'll, I'll admit it when I'm saying... All right, I want to do this with the company. This is my next move. Maybe this is what I want to do with the podcast. But oftentimes, I, I find that I bite off more than I can chew, and I, I, as a result, fail at the goal. But I, that's what I, that's what my problem is. I, I say fail, but really, I don't have to give up on that goal. I have to continually remind myself, like, okay, let's. Let's modify it a little bit. Just I mean, just like exercise, just like anything. You can modify it structurally or physically or whatever and re-attempt. I mean, there's no limit on how many attempts of something you can do. Right. right. Totally. So yeah. that's where I that's where I falter because I try to jump into things way too fast and go, you know, all in as best I can, and then I bite off more than I can chew. And something by the by the way of the law, it seems like gets pushed to the back burner, and and that's where I struggle to, like you said before, compartmentalize everything, where I need to make, theoretically, I want to build uh, a fitness training business where I can basically train people, have a full schedule, never have gaps, ideally, right? Secondarily, I um, hypothetically wanted to have uh, like athletic or athleisure style clothes, where it's got my brand on it. It's you know, it's custom. It's all this stuff, and then maybe I want to do something else with the podcast, or maybe I've launched a second podcast, or whatever it may be. But those are all taking me and pulling me in different directions. So I just need to, I guess, pick your brain on how to, like you said, compartmentalize each one and spearhead it. Really, like how do I knock this one out? and then this one out. And then, you know, instead of trying to get a little bit done at all of them at the same time.
1: I think there's two, two people that I'd like to reference that are mm-hmm. in our industry. So it's Gary Vee and then Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. So <clears throat> Mark Zuckerberg, you know, CEO of Facebook and mm-hmm. all that, mm-hmm. he, he, what he does is he realizes that he only has so many decisions in a day yeah. to make. And so what he does is he Zuckerbergs it mm-hmm. and he has the same clothes, every day and so it takes the decision into a higher level decision making for those right. days right and so i think that would be a huge step to like just streamline the simplest of tasks yeah. in order for you to do that i i literally have uh, four different kinds of pants <laughs> i just circulate those pants i love I it <laughs> five different kinds of uh, polos and i just take my polo and pack my gym bag you and i'm go. off and set and then you know with Gary V. You know, you see him popping up on all these different platforms yeah. every so often and every quarter, mm-hmm. and he realizes that at a core level that he can't be everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. But what he does is, I think it's like every quarter or every six months, he puts all his focus into one task, right? one large task, mm-hmm. one large goal, whatever it may be. And so it could be, you know, streaming on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So that's that's his goal right there. For three to six months, right, and then he realizes, okay, well, our next goal is to tackle this, and then yeah. he moves his attention. So wherever your your strongest thought is, your strongest attention, mm-hmm. that's where your energy flows into. Right, and so we definitely do not do well multitasking and being spread thin on right. so many little or major goals.
0: Right, right. So, note to self: uh, attack one. <laughs> Goal or or head towards one destination at a time. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Got it. So, I think that's all I had for you. Uh, I appreciate your time. Thanks for letting us bombard your office. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, record this. It's been fun. Um, You guys can find Wake Media on. You're on Facebook, right? Yeah. You guys have your own podcast series coming out too. We do. Okay. All right. So where can we find all of your? uh, Where can we connect with you, basically?
1: yeah, so you can find us at uh, our handle. So it's Wake Media CDA. Okay. Or you can find us at www.wakemediacda.com. Um, we're on LinkedIn and Facebook.
0: Okay. okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it. We'll go COVID compliant with the knuckles. And, that's, right. uh, that's, right. that's, that's all I got for you. So, yeah, thanks again for your time. Thanks, Jake.
1: Appreciate awesome. it. It's been fun. <laughs>
0: Stop video. Oh, there it is. There it I can cut this part out. <coughs> no problem.